Karen and she talks. This is Kiss and Tell Radio. Hello, hello, friends and family out there in the universe of Twitter and Facebook and texting and sexting and all that jazz. Shar? Jace? How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm, I'm peachy. That's good. I think. I just flew in this morning from New York. I went to Global Citizen on Saturday. Where oh, with Rihanna. With Rihanna. Bad Girl Riri. She was the, um, it's the headlining means that they're the main one, right? Mm-hmm. So, Rihanna headlining. The main act. I got there at 1 o'clock p.m. and did not leave until 1030 yeah, that's typically how those festivals work. But the thing is, I like, usually it's full of music. There are so many PSAs and speeches and yeah. things you can't hear. Because the, the way that it's set up at Central, Central Park, and it's just, the sound system is meant for music and, like, mm-hmm. bass. Mm-hmm. And you're sitting there trying to, like, listen to this girl. Um, this poor girl got upstage. By the t- end of the night, everyone was pissed off. Rihanna was late. Um, but, yeah, this... Poor, like, not fugitive, um, refugee. Okay. Um, gets up on stage and she's like, do you guys want to hear a story? 10,000 people. No! Yeah, you can't really do that. Yeah, Yeah. you can't mix the two. So, I mean, shout out to Global Citizen for, like, all the work that they're doing. It needs to be two different events. You need to have a concert with Demi Lovato, because you can't show a video of, like, starving children in Africa and then get Demi Lovato and, like, right. And yeah. then Demi Lovato in a sequence, like, popping her little bony pussy around, right. so. I don't know. It seemed to work. I've never been there in person, but it seemed to work last year when Beyonce headlined it. Because mm-hmm. um, I watched the stream. I didn't watch it this year because I had well, I'm sure it's great for everybody at home. But, but if you're actually person, there. Yeah. Like award shows. Right. They're great for everybody at home. I took an entire nap during Metallica. Like, during was, who? Metallica. Oh, Metallica. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I took a on that but yeah everything else is good I think um I watched the debate yesterday I'm sure you did as well oh, you know I did lord what Thought a circus that's my- really all I have to say is what a circus I was watching um good morning America this morning and um it was reported that the debates between um Hillary Clinton Senator Clinton and Donald J. Trump mm-hmm. uh, brought in more ratings than the Super Bowl this year. I believe that. And they did something that they've never done before. A lot of the bars, sporting bars, turned into the debate bars. That's where I was at like, last night. Hillary, Hillary Burgers and Trump Shake. Like they had like theme type stuff. But all in all, of course, I'm with her. And. Uh, Trump really didn't need Hillary's help to make him look like an ass yesterday. Mm-mm, I noticed never. Uh, his tactic. He came out and he tried to give us, um, within the first 20 minutes or so, he tried to give us, you know, demure, reserved. But it didn't take long for his true character to surface. Mm-hmm. His mansplaining, his blatant disregard and disrespect for Lester Holt, the the moderator. Um and for Hillary. And also something that really got under my skin with Trump um, was his blatant lies. Everything, I don't see how anybody in their right mind could vote for this man. Um, calling the former Miss Universe Miss Piggy and Miss uh, mm-hmm. Housekeeping. The off-color comment he made, fat shaming, 
Just oh, about the hacker? The 400-pound, like, what? Yeah. The Rosie O'Donnell disparaging comments, how he lied. We all heard him say that Hillary doesn't look presidential, but then he sat up there and said that she doesn't have the stamina. The stamina. And I loved her comeback for that, of course. Right. Um, as far as until you negotiate peace treaties in 112 countries, mm -hmm. don't talk to me for about stamina. Until years. you go before Congress for a hearing for 11 hours straight, don't talk to me about stamina. Right. So, and it was funny that he talked about stamina considering he had such an awful case of the sniffles last night. Mm -hmm. So, are you getting sick, Donald? Um, and what else? I didn't like some of the language. I personally, even to critique Hillary, to be fair, um, I didn't really like when they were talking about the ra racial topics in the country because right. I felt like they both kind of talked around them instead of addressing them head on. And um, I don't know. All in all, Donald and his blatant lies. Hillary was called, and he, I did not say that. The record will state. And I didn't like how he was kind of like, wham, 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 she's so mean to me. These political ads, but it's like, sir, and I tweeted this last night, every anti-Trump ad that I have ever seen, whether it has come from Hillary or otherwise, every single one, none of them have said, Donald Trump says, they've literally been, hey guys, take a look at right. what Donald Trump take said. Take that, that tweet that Check happened. out what Donald Trump said on Twitter or what he said at his recent rally. So don't try to make it seem like, you know, it's this media bias when this is literally the rhetoric that's, that you're spewing out. So all in all, um, I do think that Hillary won and I do not, I'm not going to criticize Lester Holt, the moderator, because a lot of people were saying he was being biased and not calling Hillary to the carpet. I believe that he was being fair, but he was being cut off a lot. And what made him look like he was pouncing on Donald more is because Donald, Donald was answering the question. Donald, right? He wasn't <laughs> remaining on topic. Mm -hmm. So to re, like that's Lester was, you know, more so like that's fine and all. But to reiterate right. to the initial question, right? Um, oh yeah, and also the birther thing. Donald totally backtracked and lied on that. We all, every single American, set up here and watch you troll President Barack Obama for mm -hmm. years upon years upon years upon years with your alleged theory. You kind of led the charge with the alleged theory that this man is not, not, a, a a, not an American citizen. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to stand up there on that podium as if we all have not witnessed this with right. our own two mm -hmm. eyes and our own two ears and say that you 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 did to an extent. and did, No. Recently, as recent as three weeks ago, your team, not even you, your team came out on your behalf and said that you do indeed believe that Barack Hussein Obama is an American citizen. So fuck you, Donald Trump. And if you all aren't registered to vote, you need to register right now. Matter of fact, pause, kiss, and tell and go get fucking right. registered because this, and I said it back in June, I said it back in February, this election is going to be more than likely the most important one of our lifetime because right. it is a shit show. It truly is. Right. And if you go to Kiss and Tell's Instagram page, I actually posted today a link where you can register to go and vote. But I actually saw the debate last night at a bar in Harlem. Mm -hmm. um, my friend Frank, uh, he's a party promoter out in New York, and he actually hosted it. It was beer, wings, mm -hmm. you know, drinks. I mean, all bunch of black gay men. It was perfect. Mm -hmm. um, I was going to be a T. But I think when it when it first started, it was like, Donald, it's good to be with you. I was like, ooh, the shade. Mm -hmm. Like it was. Oh, it was real housewives ooh, worthy. Some of those baby. quips that they were. Trump up and trickle down. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, girl. What I did prepare to be is president of the, of the United States. States. Like I prepared for the debate. Some of the comebacks were very NeNe Leakes-esque. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and I'm, just to kind of piggyback on what you said about the race, I like I actually tweeted like I hate her answer, Clinton, mm-hmm. because she was like talking about like you know there needs to be trust between you know African American community and police. No, it's not about trust. It's about accountability. Yes. You need to be holding these people. But like, she did. She's the only one who brought up the two key words, which are implicit bias, mm-hmm. because there is implicit bias right. within the community. And she says systemic and, racism as well. Yes. Systemic. Sorry. So yes, systemic. Systemic. So she still kind of held down the fort. But, but all in she all, started off. I was yeah, just like, girl, no. It was too PC. No, 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 Going no, no, for no, the no. kill. Right. Black Lives Matter. Exactly. It's, it's kind of, kind of, they're doing, they're killing us because they can. Chance the Rapper tweeted something that I could totally relate to. I don't have the tweet in front of me, but he says something along the lines of, as a law-abiding citizen, I am terrified of Trump with all of this law and order talk, basically. Mm-hmm. It's something about this angry white man up here talking about, we got to in state law and order, and we gotta, you know, stop and for it is something terrible, even as a law abiding citizen. So I, I relate it to that mm-hmm. uh, chance the rapper. But braggadocious? Like, braggadocious is a word. I know. I, people, I went to Google so quick. I was like, hold, I've heard hold of, on. I've heard that before. Even on GMA this morning, they were discussing it sounds like something from Mary, Mary Poppins, super califragil. <laughs> but, um, Braggadocious. I have heard braggadocious before, so I didn't even have to turn to the Googler schmoogler because no, I, I knew it was a word. I went straight to Google. I was in a bar, like, hold the fuck on. He must. But be. now his vocabulary is that of a second grader. That's aside what I'm from saying. the braggadocious, that's what I'm saying. Uh, that man is a trip. Yeah, no. <laughs> and when he told there was something with the race thing, when he told Lester no, as if Lester was wrong, as if someone who has lived in this and had his his shoes literally in this lived experience from the time he came from his mother's womb, that he's wrong about his perspective. Right. But it's typical behavior from um, cishet white men. Anderson Cone was was supposed to lead the debate. Because remember, he was supposed to be the first, like, gay person to lead the debate. I never heard anything about Anderson Cooper. That was a story that came out maybe a month ago, and I was They probably didn't let him do it because Anderson Cooper is extremely biased. He is extremely biased. Yeah. And they don't want a media and biased so person. That's one thing I will say, because, like, you know, Trump always says the media is biased. Mm-hmm. I mean, I kind of agree to a certain... But he's crazy. I was about to, I don't agree. You don't agree that no. the media is biased? I believe... You know what? I believe in certain instances, but when it comes to him, no. You know why? Because everything that the media has reported about him, we have evidence mm-hmm. to back up. These aren't theories. These aren't alleged. We literally have... It's click play. And you can hear or or watch what this man said. So you can't blame bias and media bullying and a liberal media agenda if you are the one saying. You just set up at a rally designated for, quote-unquote, your African-American following, because, you know, Omarosa's Ooh. the, uh, whatever, the outreach coordinator, where you had Don King's old ass sit up there. And I know that Donald Trump is not responsible for what comes out of Don King's mouth, but for Don King to sit up there and drop... End bombs at this in front of a sea full of white people and really just sit up here and enjoy. laughing white people at that exactly yeah they all were chuckling so it's just like and even before the whole Don King thing you said black people you're in inner cities your schools are poor you did it like what else do you have to lose that doesn't right me? you might as well vote for me excuse me you have like just trash because not all black people are inner city and not all black people are impoverished and just and then I didn't like all his references to yeah let's talk about the violence in Chicago. I have towers there. (laughs) Donald, please kindly 
have a fucking seat. I just... It was less than of a shit show than I imagined it to be, to be honest. Really? Yeah. I mean, we got two oh, We no. got two more debates to go, so we'll see. I got all that I needed and more. And I might... I don't even watch Saturday Night Live, but I might be there tonight. I mean, on, on Saturday, because I know that they're going to tear this up. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah, so, I mean, like Char said, please, please... And if you go to Kiss and Tell's Instagram page, there's a link there where you can register to vote. Just get out there and vote because we cannot let this um, Oompa Loompa giant ridiculous temperament. temperament. The funniest oh. night, the funniest line Ooh. of the night. Temperament. We cannot let this loose cannon, Twitter fingers, as Hillary so loosely called him mm-hmm. in so many words. We can't. We cannot let him. But be her the response said, "Woo, okay." Yes. I was like, "Yes." That was the highlight of mine. Jesus. We cannot let this man uh, be the leader of the quote unquote free mm-hmm. world. She said, what did she say? Like, if someone who could be provoked by a tweet should not have access to nuclear weapons. And that is valid. Amen. Amen, Hillary. Uh, so, yeah, get a girl. Um, I hope you win. You will win. We can't let this happen. Um, but on to something a little bit more personal to both of us. Um, this is actually a question that was proposed to us. Um, and the question states, at one point in your personal journey, did you realize that you were living in your purpose? And before um, we go into that, I just want to say one last thing. Donald Trump and his camp did not shake the hands of anybody after the rally. Did you notice that? No, I didn't. Yeah, I noticed didn't, the before. They didn't shake the hand. What was the meteor's name again? The, oh, the uh, Lester Holt. Le- he didn't shake his hand. Mm-hmm. They just dipped out. I noticed that he did backpedal. The, last night he said he felt that Lester Holt was fair. Then this morning, it's wham, wham, wham. He was biased and bullying me, so. No. I just think that Donald Trump's, like... They knew that he he's lost. He's more outrageous. So they were sore losers, and that's probably why they didn't shake anyone's hand, because he probably thought he did a kick-ass job. Right. But every, all of his constituents knew, baby, no ma'am. No, no, no. I'm pro Melania. Like, I want to be Melania Trump. Not right now. But, like, I feel like she's my... Because, like, look. She probably hates this more than everybody else. She married this rich-ass man who lived this fabulous life, and now she's up there making plagiarizing speeches. She doesn't want all this. And trying to delete all of her nude photos. Right, shoots. trying to delete her lusty, busty pictures on well, Google. Like, mm, no, she's mad. I'm girl, I'm sorry. This will be over in November, and you'll be going back to your life photo mm-hmm. that's out the France and Diamonds, and Hillary will be in office where she needs to be. Um, but anyways, back to the initial question. So at what point in your personal journey did you realize that you are living in your purpose? Did you, have you had that moment? No. Really? Um, I mean, I feel like that's a layered question because I don't feel like, personally, I don't feel like I'm assigned to just one purpose. Um. Oh, you're multi-purpose. I do. I feel multi-dimensional. Like the the NPR. Multi- I feel multidimensional when it comes to purpose and um, I don't feel that I'm living fully in my purpose. I feel like I'm living in facets of my purpose, but no, right now. Do you feel like you're en route to your purpose? Yes. Okay. Yes, I feel but like you, I'm on you the can't right necessarily like pinpoint like what that is exactly. No. Okay. Well, I know that my purpose is to inform, to educate, to challenge thoughts. This is what I feel that my, um, what my purpose is to, um, have the conversation, have meaningful conversations coming from a place of death, um, and not just shallow surface type things. And like I said, to really challenge people's perspectives and their ways of thinking and, 
um, to educate and inform and to even have it done to me. So I feel mm-hmm. like, and, and still make it fun and entertaining where, you know, we don't leave the discussion huffing and puffing. I feel like that is a huge chunk of my um, purpose. And in that regard, I do feel like, you know, in certain aspects, I am. I think you're living in your purpose. Well. I think you are. Because Intel Radio is purposeful. We're going to talk about the it debate. Is. It's, a, it's a facet. It's of, a facet. Mm-hmm. And you're living, right? <laughs> I am. You're living in your purpose. I'm living in an aspect of my purpose, yes. You're well on your way. You're, you're on your journey. Do you feel as if you're living in yours? Um, I do. I don't feel like I'm necessarily maximizing on that at this current day. Mm. That's kind of what I don't where feel I'm like at. I'm I share in that. I don't feel like I'm maximizing either. Yeah. Like, I remember when I kind of realized my purpose. I, my, my purpose is to, like, be a platform forum for conversation if you will mm-hmm. um and just doing it um, for whatever odd reason i've been able to uh like i did an interview last night on the dante show about the rape case and everything like that and mm-hmm. i'm able to articulate situations and opinions and ideas in a way where it's not hard to digest and easy and like i've even with my blog before, I would always write with a kind of a comedic twist. It could be the most deep mm-hmm. conversation on the planet, but I would always kind of add a little bit of sass to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and people were able to digest that easier than like going to a crying session, a panel where we're talking mm-hmm. about, oh, what was me? This happened to like, no, 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 no. Let's, mm-hmm. let's get it together. Here's a tissue. We're still going to talk about it, but we're not but going to. Things like that are necessary in certain regards. In certain regards, let it out. Let it out. But yeah. we're not going to sit here and sing Kumbaya all day. Like, no, yeah. no. We need to find, like, the beautiful... The laugh. The laugh, the beautiful aspect, and, like, kind of, like, the bigger picture and, like, the most devastating situations. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, that's kind of been kind of a... Uh, not, I guess a hindrance with me, because I could always see the beautiful in everything. Like, it could be shitty as fuck. Like, it could mm-hmm. be terrible. But, like, but, you know, like, I could always see the beauty mm-hmm. in, like, people or situations. And, like, that's kind of, I think that's my purpose. Mm-hmm. So, I kind of bring the light. Because not everything is bad. Um, even fuckboys. We had this conversation the other day. Like, people are like, oh, fuckboys, fuckboys. I'm like, well, you know, there's fuckboys, but there's still, like, people. And there's more to them. And, like, they're probably just hurt-ass people. I'm not validating anything that they do as their fuckboy-isms. But, like... You know, there it's a lot of people who have certain mannerisms that it comes from something. I agree. Yeah. That's how you just have to meet people where they're at. And if they're not where you want them to be, leave them. Right. Track the deuces. Actually, someone gave me a really good quote. It was actually ex-boyfriend because I was upset with a friend um, years and years ago. And he was just like, you know what? People are who they are. So either accept them for who they are and shut up or leave. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Amen. Like, mm-hmm. accept them for who they are, or t- track the deuces. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's kind of the thing. So, like, I'm, I've been able to, I've been really blessed to be able to have, and social media has been such a huge influence, I'm sure, in your, you know, career path as well, as mm-hmm. far as getting information out to the masses. And, and receiving information. And receiving, too, right. Because I'm, I'm here to have a conversation. I'm not here to preach or whatever, teach or whatever. Like, yeah, we'll have a conversation. We'll learn from each other. But, like, I'm an open book. And that comes to, like, also, like, taking notes inside of me as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think it's my purpose and, you know, bringing conversation and bringing the light issues and just doing it in a way where people 
are able to digest it because a lot of times I've been to the, like these conferences like today is um National Gay Men's HIV AIDS Testing Day right you're not a gay man but um I know that it's cervical cancer awareness month <laughs> oh <laughs> and next go. month is breast cancer uh, where ladies schedule your mammograms yes. <laughs> come on call I have, uh, Friday Dr. October Lita. 21st call up my mama um let me get the exact because I actually did the campaign for the CDC mm-hmm. so it's National Gay Men's HIV AIDS Awareness Day so not testing day but with that awareness comes testing and all that different type of stuff and so they actually did uh Black AIDS Institute did like a um like a Q, like it's called a hashtag black guy chat, check it up on Twitter. Mm-hmm. But basically like, I just kind of like let loose. I was like the marketing for a lot of these different like organizations are not targeted towards poor black 21 year olds. A lot of it is, you like know, everything else, like hoopty doopty, like, Oh, we're, we're like, all blissful. And... We're all attractive. We're all right. heteronormative. Mm-hmm. We all look a certain, like, yeah, that's how all. Yeah. All so obviously are. if you see an ad that you can't relate to, you're not going to relate to it. And so like, that's kind you, of, you're my... less likely to pay attention to. Right. It. So I kind of went ham on Twitter with all these different institutions and I hashtag the hell out of everything. So I hope that all of it, and I also tweeted like, you know, I'm already doing the work. So if you have over and you want to really like because like i'm a gay black man i'm hiv negative and i'm in my 20s and i'm not on prep so i'm the target demographic mm-hmm. so someone who's hiv negative not on prep in their 20s like mm, except for me i'm educated enough because of the work that well, i do, do is prep is prep uh something that is i know that it's encouraged but is it as i was watching i just binge watched uh transparent season three and mm-hmm. the discussion that they had with it is if you didn't want to wear a condom Prep, that's when prep comes into play. Mm, not necessarily. Prep is just pretty. And I might much... be misquoting them, so no, 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 because yeah, because some people will take prep to not use condoms, okay. but then that's also kind of a bad, not bad thing, but a thing that's problematic because there's also syphilis, there's gonorrhea, there's chlamydia, there's herpes, there's herpes, there's general warts, there's also so many different um, yeah, other like things. prep only only protects you from HIV, mm-hmm. um, and so. You know, people are like, oh, I'm on prep, so come get me pregnant, come breed me. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, okay, but guess what? I may have, like, gonorrhea or syphilis, mm-hmm. and I may not know, and I'm going to give it to you. And guess what? You're contracting these um, STIs. So that's kind of the thing. Like, people think they could be on prep and not use condoms. I would strongly encourage people who are on prep to still use condoms, especially if you're not being... Condoms are important every mm-hmm. single... Because all it takes is one time... One time. That's all it takes. It's and we talked about time. this on Kiss Central Radio too. Oh yes. But about my 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 um my burn, if I, you will. I slipped up in um when I was younger, like maybe two or three times, but I made sure I was adamant about. That's why I always say, you know, with my hoism, not subscribing to respectability, but with my whole phase, condoms were always involved. Always. Mm-hmm. I might have been on a different dick three days a week <laughs> when I was in high <laughs> school being hair. fast. But that dick was wrapped. Every dick I was on, so I just, yeah. You know what's funny? I have, fun. I have Samantha Jones friends, and like that's one thing I always respect about them. Like They keep condoms like it's candy mm-hmm. on Halloween. Like They have so many condoms. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, yes, like Live your sexual, live your truth. And that's mm-hmm. another problem too. A lot of times people are not having the conversation about sex. Like people are contracting HIV. I mean, there's obviously like needles and stuff like that people are contracting. But a lot of it, a lot of the times they're contracting it 
uh, via sex. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the marketing and organizations don't want to talk about sex. But, like, that's it's how... something we all do, folks. Right. And this is, it's become such a taboo conversation within the community. And it's just like, no, like, we need to be talking about fucking. We need to be talking about rimming. We need to be talking about all these mm-hmm. different things that people are contracting STIs. And they don't want to talk about it because it's, you know, it's taboo. It's people want to be, like you know, cutesy, like, hey, I'm in a polo, I'm on my mm-hmm. prep, like, no, girl, like, what about the kid who's at the sex party? What about the kid mm-hmm. who has a nose ring? Or who ring? is peer pressured into sex. Right, and then Pep, the too. Year Do you know what Pep is? No, I remember hearing, <laughs> excuse me, hear, hearing about it from Gabe. So, Pep is pretty much, like, think of the Plan B pill, but for HIV. Okay. So, basically, you take it within a certain amount of time. I want to say it's, don't quote me on this, look it up. Because I remember the part when I shot the PSA for the CDC, I quoted, I said 72 hours, but I want to say it's 42 hours after um, you may have thought you were, you may have contracted HIV. So let's just say, like, um, you had sex, you didn't wrap it up, you weren't, you know, you're riding the dick and it was so good, mm-hmm. and then in the dorm room, and then you're like, oh, wait, this guy may have HIV. You go the next day, take PEP, you're clean. Hmm. And I think it's a, I think it's a couple pills Don't these things have drastic side effects, though? Um, not really. Like, PrEP, the, for a while, people were saying, like, it was, like, liver damage and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I've had friends who've been on PrEP for years, and they're fine. You know? And the thing is, like... With people, any medication, the key is to drink tons of water, though. Right, any drink medication. tons of water. And when you when you do sign up for PrEP, you do have to be checked by a, a doctor, a physician. It's like hormones. Um, That's what it sounds months. like. Yeah. But it just it, it's, it protects you. Like, it's like you know. hormone replacement therapy. Right. So, and that just goes with, like, you have to get checked out. You should be doing that regardless. But, like, when you're on PrEP, you need well, to Well, that's a big stigma within black men, whether they be cis or gay. Listen. Black listen. men just do not believe in going to the doctor. Right. I actually just got checked out. I got my full screening. But that was the first time I got a full screening in maybe two years. And my arm still hurts from them stabbing me mm-hmm, with my mm-hmm. fucking... And I have, I have big my, veins. I'm I very vendular. Your veins are huge. Mm-hmm. I have a doctor's appointment next month, so it'll be fun, oh. hopefully. But anyways, well, that's explained, like, purpose. There we go. So now we had a call conversation about prep and pep. So if you're not educated, go ahead and get it. Get your, educate yourselves! You always have Google. As Tyra said. Um... So there was a conversation that hap- that took place on La Twitter, Char's favorite platform for social media mm-hmm. this morning, about college and what college, I guess, represents in 2016 and not even 2016, but like back in, not back in the day, but like when we graduated, we both graduated. Well, we started, the, what time, when did you graduate? I graduate, I got my degree in 2012. 2012, yeah. So I graduated in 2011, which was the shittiest McShit time um, to graduate. Mm-hmm. My Same resume. I want to say 20, if you graduated between 2010 eight. and, two, well, yeah, even as far as mm-hmm. eight. Through 2000, through the current time, because <laughs> um, people graduate now and then, and, you know, it's just. Right. Um, the, t- the main tweet that I saw that kicked off was, which was something that was so stupid to me, like, people be really, like, happy that they have a degree as if it's an accomplishment. Mm. Um, that is what I saw. That, that is essentially the smoking gun that blew Twitter up this morning, as I even responded to this person. See, I didn't even see that. Yeah, that's how the conversation got started. Oh, wow. Let me go to, to my timeline so I can quote exactly, because I didn't tweet much today. Do you know where your degree is? Do I know where it is? Yeah. Yes. Where is it at? In it Chicago? is 
Yeah, well, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. My school still has it. Sure. <laughs> I owe them money. <laughs> I don't like school money too, but I still got my degree. Nope. Like for I books? My... No, for tuition. Oh, Lord. Okay. Well, anyway. The tweet says. Okay, what's it say? Why do people act like getting a degree is an accomplishment? By who? Who said I'm that? Not, uh, we're not giving them a no, shout out. No, I'm, I'm going gonna, gonna to tweet them later. That's the star says so. No, you see who that oh. responded? Oh. Mm, go on my timeline. I'm going to be commenting on that later. Um, but anyways, uh, I mean, I wouldn't go that far because my degree, I definitely got a frame from Ross and put that bad boy up on my wall. And I'm going to say like it's my most um, prized possession. My mom has a copy of my degree at home. It's an unofficial copy, but it's it's like, you know how you get your unofficial transcript? I didn't get that. You can get, yeah, your unofficial transcript and your official transcript. Because your official transcript is sealed. Oh, yeah. Because it has sealed. to be like sealed. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And stamped or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's how I'm going to go, may go for my MBA. Oh, no. But congratulations. Don't say that yet. When I'm I was still, done I'm with, still praying on I'm it. Done. So I I'm done. I hate college. The BA, I'm, I hate school, actually. So yeah. I'm done. Done. Yeah. I'm thinking about it because I, I really need help with like structuring, but mm-hmm. like I may More just power to buy you. a book from Barnes and Noble instead. I don't know. We're praying on it. But anyways, um, I mean, I if I could get a refund for my degree, I probably would. No lie. Um, I think that it was extremely overpriced when it took into consideration books. And even with books, I got a scholarship uh, from high school. So my books were paid for my first and maybe second semester of my freshman year. Mine were definitely, because I came in on scholarship too. Mm-hmm. Mine were definitely covered my first. I don't think they were covered my second semester. Yeah. But like after that, I didn't pay for books unless I had to. I never, I think I stopped paying for books after my sophomore year and I never bought them through the school. I just went online and got the used right. chew corner. Somebody mm-hmm. got highlighter all through up in this. You know, um, somebody's old library is selling the edition that I need. One year, I even got a teacher's edition because who was really... I sure sure the fuck Amen. did. Um, with the answers highlighted in red throughout that motherfucker. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, yeah, books weren't really... That didn't really put a dent in my... I remember you pocket. had to sell them and they would give you like one hundredth. Like the like price, the book like you bought would be the book for one eighty, and you would get fifteen dollars back. I would for be it. so mad. And you only opened it twice. Twice, because your the syllabus year. said that you needed the book, but you didn't need. The that book. used to make me so yeah. hot, and I'm just like, yo, we are twenty years old. Like we're nineteen, twenty, twenty-one They're, years old. It's a business. What kind of institution is ripping a, off these young adults who are trying to get an education and do a good thing? Pay, if you can pay for uh, three hundred dollars per credit hour for this class. And live on campus, we gonna squeeze whatever you got mm-hmm. left out for these books. My only critique with college, even though this is going away from the question, but my only critique no, with, on with college curriculum in particular is general education. Because I would have been able to get my degree. I could have shaved two, two years. years, a solid mm-hmm. two years off of my collegiate career if I did not have to retake the same shit I just finished taking in high school. And then on top of that, what I don't understand is... And sometimes junior high, too. I had to have the courses in high school in order to get to college. You all see my transcript from high school. I have to also take write a paper that I have to pay you all to submit. 
and take a test to see where you're going to place me only to enter this motherfucker and take the same like what all do you how much math do you need from me you saw that i completed it in high school you have access to my transcripts and i took a test a placement test to get in this motherfucker and you still have me in like four math like in my field in journalism i will never forget i think we had four math classes that we were required to take to get our degrees because i wound up in a situation where i was done with my major by fall 2011. And you the, take an extra year of classes? General ed. Because I, I couldn't mm -hmm. get my degree. I finished my major. As soon as I finished, completed my first internship, because I flew through my major. Because it... Okay, so here's a quick story of my colleague. I went to HBCU. You know, sometimes it gets sloppy and messy. Oklahoma. When I first entered undergrad, I was uh, on scholarship as a music major. And my advisor trapped me into 18 hours of music classes my first semester and when I say trapped is they never really let you know like in high school when your advisor would tell you okay Shar, you're gonna take AP history you took AP history in college I didn't know that I could challenge that and say I'm not taking that class I want to take this one that was not made clear to me so I just sat there like okay okay so instead of putting me in general ed like he should have my entire first semester of college went down the drain because I was in music theory, music composition, uh, performance every third. Like all these music classes, basically, like I said, to lock me in. So when I changed my major, it was like I was never even right. there. You gotta start from they scratch. were elective. Right, yeah, I had to essentially. So then on top of that, I ended up, kids, listen, I changed my major three times within two years. I entered my, because um, in fairness, it's a lot of pressure to ask an 18-year-old to decide what you want to do for the rest of your life. Listen. And I had friends that were like, I'm going where the money is, and now they're miserable because they didn't follow, they didn't get their degree in their passion. Um, or nurture, even question, what is my, here's the time to question what is my pay? It's just, I'm going to do what I'm told. The money is in computer science, and now they're miserable at someone's call center. So anyway, um, <laughs> um, so yeah, I changed my major three times within the first two years. And then by fall 2008, I was a journalism major. So from fall 2008, I was done. Like, I did not want to take general ed. I was like, fuck that shit. I dropped every, I swear to God, I dropped math, <laughs> algebra one. I dropped maybe three times, which I shouldn't have. I should have just st stuck with it, but I'm not, I am not good at math. I am a, a social studies, history, English girl. That is what I do. I do sentence structure, grammar, spelling, punctuation, frag, like that is what I do. We talk about history. Like that's what I don't do all these numbers. And then you got me doing equations. Why are letters integrating with numbers? Like no <laughs> graphs and shit. Like, like no. that gift from, um, fucking road trip, not road trip. What's the movie? The Hangover, where they had oh, a, yeah, uh, they radio, got him like right, thinking. look at the, all the uh, the equations. Because I knew even then, Jay said, "I'm not going to use this shit in my real life." I right. knew, right? I do not need to know the Pythagorean theorem for what. But anyway, um, have kids. But anyway, so oh, but math is different now. P parents are complaining. There's different ways that you're, uh, what you have to do it, how you have to do it. So anyway, um. Where was I at with this? So by fall 2008, I was a journalism major and <laughs> I'm getting instant DMs about a From Ken Jay. About Hi, Kendall. Because I sent him a something that one of his faves posted. Anyway, um, favorite celebrities. 
But anyway, um, so yeah, I feel like I'm prolonging this. I, I entered the department, yada, yada, yada. And then on top of that, for two years, which means four semesters, I had financial aid issues. It was a cap where I could only take 12 credit hours. So I couldn't oh load God. on. Yes, I could not, because I had my, my sisters were entering school. So I couldn't load, and I, I have twin sisters. That means two girls at the same time. Two so whole ass people. I could not, at two different universities, so I could not um, pile on. I could have finished if I was able to take 17 hours of semester. No, it was like you have a cap. You can only take 12 this semester. You can only so that also slowed me up. And then, like I said, on top of that, so you were six years, right? Yeah, I was well five and a half. Five and a half. Yeah, five and a half. And then you graduated. Yeah, got you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's basically what happened. And I finished it with a, I ended up, that's how I ended up with my second internship. Cause I was like, I'm not staying down here for a semester. I got an internship back home in Chicago, walked that, walked that semester and went home to Chicago. And then by the time I finished that internship is technically when I graduated. But mm -hmm. to the public, it looked like when I walked, I was done. Cause they didn't know what I was doing back in Chicago. Right. So, uh, but yeah, that, that was my story. By fall 2011, I didn't graduate till spring 2012. Fall 2011 is when I was done with my major. So I had a full year of divine math, I mean, not divine, finite mathematics. Yes, that was the name of the class. Kicked my ass. Um, physical science, just dumb shit. Right. Dumb. I'm ready to tackle the world. I just finished... Interviewing from the shootout with my internship and you have me in a math class with snot-nosed 18 year olds because I kept dropping this because I don't need it. That's what happened to me too. I had a, I took a woman's studies class, which is actually really interesting. Oh, but I like, love like the psych classes and mm -hmm, so but it, I'm talking mm -hmm. about you know the No, no, I'm, but I was a senior in college and I was in there with a bunch of like freshmen. Just like, filling fill right, the void. Because I was just like what's easy, what's interesting and like you have this. You have to fill these credits. I was like, I'm done. Like uh, that's what I told my college advisor too. And the thing is, like, and it's I, a scam. It's mm -hmm. a scam. If they just were like, Jace, what do you want to do? And you said, I want to be a sociologist. Okay, mm -hmm. they'll put you in a social science class. Well, they tried to scam me in high school too. Oh no. Yeah, because I remember I was in Spanish three, and I wanted to go to Cal State Fullerton. I already knew because I want. I like the dorms. I went to my, my college because I like the dorms. Um, they were brand new. I got my own bedroom. I was like, perfect. That's what I wanted. I don't want that shared communal, like, frat boy down the hall, like, wear sandals and, like, hair. No, I don't want that. So I called the school. So I, so I went to my advisor in high school, and I was like, Miss Brown, do I need to take Spanish 3? Yeah, you have to. Well, why? Like, well, because it's highly recommended. But if it's recommended, you don't have so to. So it's not a requirement. I literally walked out to the parking lot in school, called Cal State Fullerton, and I was like, hi, so I'm in the Spanish class, and like, do I don't want to take it. Should I take it? It's recommended. All right, but why would you have to take it? It's recommended. Thank you. That's all I need to say. That she was, she was talking to me like I was stupid. Yeah, that's... This college was. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, I'm dropping this shit. Why? Yeah. Stressing me out. And more money, more time, more, more homework, mm -hmm. like... But mm -hmm. I think the biggest thing I learned from college was, like, just getting things done. Like, if you've seen Clueless, which I'm sure you all have, I was that person in college. I was going to all the office hours. I was, like, all right, oh, validating. I, I office hour, office hours. Wait, especially in those math classes. Mm -hmm. Are you kidding me? I was sitting here, like, hi, so let me validate exactly why I need to pass this class. I know I fucked up right here. I know I fucked up right here, but guess what? I've been here every I know single I week. these six tests You in see a row. me struggling. I'm here before class. Me. I'm here. What do I have to do? 
And a lot of teachers, if, a lot of professors will pass you. They really yeah. will. Especially yeah. if you're persistent. They'll see that you're serious. And then with going to their office, it's like, okay, you get to know each other, mm-hmm. you know. And then I, I gave gifts, too. Gifts? Mm-hmm. I uh, gave my professors gifts. You know, I, I gave pass out um, ornaments and car- like little gift baskets. Mm-hmm. Have a good Thanksgiving break, Doctor Jones. Mm-hmm. See you when we get back. Mm-hmm. Oh, and here's a basket full of assorted cheeses and salamis. Like just little <laughs> shit, you know. Mine um, was Quinte. I actually just hit him up on uh, LinkedIn the other day. My advisor just called me. me the other day. Really? She, I swear she did, because she okay. found out that I'm coming down there for homecoming, and she wants me to speak mm-hmm. to the children. Honey. Amen. Amen. Speak to you the possibility. Be you better be booked. Um, but, so do you believe that college is necessary for 2016? Um, it depends on what field you're going into. So if you want to be a doctor, if you want to be... Biochemist. Biochemist. If you want to be an that. attorney, a lawyer, like, those type of things where you naturally need a degree, like, to get to that career, Absolutely. But, it, like, we, me and you both work in, like, some facet of entertainment. No. You sure do not. Um, a lot of stuff that I learned was not in the classroom. It was outside. Like, school provided those outlets and platforms for me to go to award shows and for me to, um, you know, go to these internships. Because, like, a lot of times they, they can't hire you as an intern if you're not It's an doing insurance it for, issue. Right. For college credit. You need credit. to be in school. Um, so I was able to get... volunteer for fun. Right. So I got these opportunities through school, but all the learning that I did that I could apply now to my everyday life, I did not get from the classroom. What I did, well, yeah, I, I will say that my internship helped me really narrow down on what I wanted to do with my life. Right. Your um, likes and dislikes. Literally, because it's like when you're behind the desk for, with book, you can watch videos and even play. We had a TV station at my university, but it's totally different when you're at a real TV station. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, internships really, really helped me. And I will say that for my current position, it is degree required like I had to like do like a whole scan and everything like they checked so it depends on what you go into. really right now mm-hmm. my current position with the wow. company that I work for so um but it's very rare like if you come out here and be a PA you don't need no damn degree to be no right. PA right. but um and even with you know it just but you I feel like you can tell like I have worked on projects uh that require like broadcast, like certain skills come into play, and mm-hmm. when people have not went to school, you can see straight through the skill set that they don't have. Why don't you know the the Why don't you know your read rate? Why don't you know the 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 minuscule shit that comes with broadcast writing? You don't know broadcast law? Oh, okay. Like even at some of the networks that I have collabed with and done live shows with, I can always see through. Okay, you just so happen to be good at this auditioned, and you you know you're decent. But um, I take it very seriously because, hello, not only do I want my own show, but I've been doing this for literal, even predating college uh, for years now. So um, I, I, I believe that it is necessary. If you don't think college is necessary in 2016, anyone listening, at the very least, the experience, just the, the college experience, exactly. experience, the social, it's character building. The college experience, I feel, is so necessary because I know people from back home in Chicago, I can always tell when they never stepped foot or lived a day on a college campus. It's like a socializing that they missed out on. Mm-hmm. And I can't pinpoint, and some of you all may know people like that. Um, it's like I can't pinpoint it, but it's something socially that they missed out on, Some something that they don't have because they've never 
been to college. But is it worth the thousands upon thousands of dollars for the experience? Um, Well, no, no, no. I'm going to say it depends. I'm going to say, I'm not going to say no, because I still think a college education is valued and revered. Mm -hmm. And my children will be going to college um, when I, when that day comes. And that's not up for discussion. I just think it's the price. It's the price. Because the, the price fact and that the gen I, ed. I've been, I've been graduate. Can I've, we agree on that? And the, the price what? and the gen ed, the general ed. Oh yeah, the gen, yeah, general. Um, <laughs> well, the gen ed, I feel like that should be an optional thing. Because like when you when you turn eighteen, you don't really know what you want to do. So I think they try to like curve you like, all right, well. Oh, like filler courses. Yeah, like kind of like, yeah. all right, well, do you want to take? We're gonna go beyond Spanish. Gotcha. And, so like, you're not yearbook a, at your mom's uh, couch or running in these streets because right. you don't know. What so you, you now you have African American so studies. So it should you be have, optional. Uh, you know, pop culture versus you have, someone like me who walked in that right. Bitch. And I what mean, you wanted to do. I had an idea. Right. I don't think it should. I don't think college should be four years because, like, literally, I I spent two years. I and there's a bunch. As close classes I took that you know I took like a, a world religion class that I really like benefited from. Same, my humanities class was mm-hmm. like that, like a world religion. And I wasn't expecting that. Loved it. Um, that was general ed, and I enjoyed it. Um, I take PS. If I had to pay PS, for it, personal probably not again. I think it's the money part. Like yeah, it's, it's, it's like I said, it's three hundred dollars. In some, that's cheap for some people. Three hundred dollars per credit hour. I'm trying to think what. So what? 2010 is when I graduated. That was six years ago. So I'm still paying for something that took me four years to do. Six years later. Uh, yes, that's that's the thing. Student that's, loans will fuck you up. That's my issue with college. Your credit. That's my issue with debt. college. Well, let's move on. Yeah, let's move on to the um, last final topic. So we actually got. So thank you guys uh, also last week for the questions, comments. Um, advice stuff that you wanted from jace and char um we actually had one more come in last minute that we didn't get to address last week um, but keep sending them in we're gonna be answering them so this question is kind of kinky and not a good way actually um so the question reads what would you do if you found out that your partner had a sex addiction addiction slash porn addiction and cheated on you the entire relationship so now, is this your current partner or your former partner? I'm assuming it's current. Finally, yeah, your partner. So you are you're in the room and you just you you went through the phone and you found all the evidence that leads to your partner at the time being addicted to sex, uh, to porn, to all different things, and then found out that they are actually cheating on you. So I think it's like two different questions. So the sex addiction, porn addiction, uh. Okay, so this is my opinion on that. So basically, I kind of look at, especially with men and dealing with men, and how we are very responsive to body physical looks. Uh, people are the way they are. They have, they like what they like sexually. Um, if you want to go to Cal State Northridge and Cal State Fullerton accepts you and... Are you going to still be going to Northridge while you're focused on Cal State Fullerton? I feel like there's a, a point where you need to like kind of like pick and choose if there's not a compromise. Does that make sense? So I'm let's just say North. Let's just bit. say Northridge is like, you know, being Samantha Jones, being thought big bought, and like just having sex with whoever and whatever, wearing condoms, being safe, mm-hmm. but just like having sex with everybody. And you could do there's jock straps, there's leather, there's all these type of addictions that are happening. With Cal State Northridge. But then you come along Cal State Fullerton, who is what you want, essentially. Mm-hmm. But you don't necessarily want to give up Cal State Northridge. You can't have both. And I think people end up in this, like, 
thing where they don't feel like Cal State Fullerton is worth it, and so they still go to Cal State Northridge on the weekends instead of devoting their time to Cal State Fullerton. Can't do it. Can't do it? No. What do you mean? Um, if I found out, if I was in a relationship and I found out that my partner had a sex addiction or a porn addiction, um, that is something that we could work through. However, the nail in the coffin for me is cheated on me the entire relationship. Right. Because why are we even fucking in the relationship if you can't control yourself? If you're cheating on me the entire time, it's almost like you wanted your cake and you wanted to eat, eat it, it too. too. And mm-hmm. you will not do that at my expense. You try that with someone else. That's just how I am. You can have a sex addiction with me. I can't. I can't. And we can make all, right, the, vid- we can make all the videos. That, we can have a whole exactly, flash drive and a that's, hard But that's drive. what I'm saying. I'm mm-hmm. saying the part that is the monkey wrench in it is the, the cheating, cheating on me. Not once, but the entire during the duration of the our relationship up to this point. So you're not about to have your cake and eat it too at my expense. Goodbye, and best wishes, and get some help. I actually had a friend who uh, found out that the guy that she was with for years. And you can't even have a sex addiction was... with me. I just thought about that. You can't you do can't... that with me. Because no. you don't like it? Well, my thing is, it's all about consent. What if I don't feel like it? But I feel pressured into doing it because you have a fucking addiction. There are times when I don't feel like having sex. So for me, that's a big, mm, uh, that's a fine line to walk with me. I don't feel like I owe my partner sex just because he wants to fuck like a rabbit eight times a day. But if you say no, it doesn't mean he has to go up somewhere else, just go to bed, do it in the morning. I don't, feel, I, don't feel, I, have, I don't feel like I would ever be if you obligated. Have an, if you have an addiction, you can't postpone. Most people can't postpone it. If they want the crack, they're well, not going to say, I'm going to sleep on it. I can smoke the crack in the morning. I can smoke the weed in the morning. No, they want it right then, right now. Even with food, not even drugs. Even with food. We see it all the time. That's why midnight snacks come mm-hmm. into play. People don't Keeping wait that till bag the morning. Of chips underneath your bed. People don't wait till the morning to have the chips because it's a, an, an addiction. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's something that you can work through for sure. Uh, But that's my thing as far as consent. I do not always feel like having sex. And as your partner, it's not fair to me to be placed in a position where I feel obligated to fuck you because you have a problem. No. So no, you can't have a sex addiction with me. Absolutely not. (laughs) I think you can, but we have to work through it together. And you're not cheating on me. It depends on the degree of the addiction. Right. That's I'm sure there's different levels of addiction where it's like you want it all the time. And like, yeah, I'm all for that. Like, woo, yeehaw, ride that pony. But I mean, if it comes to an issue where I'm saying no and you're leaving the house. You got to prep for that. Anal sex, you can't just be doing all willy nilly 25 million times. You got to prep for that. Assholes are not JJs. They're not. You have to prep for that. So it's just, I don't know. And then if you leave the house, don't come back. Mm-hmm. If I tell you no and you leave, do not come back. And think that you got to climb your dirty ass in my bed. The fuck? No. Oh, no, ma'am. That is, to me, that's the ultimate sign of disrespect. The but I think it's said that far, then you guys don't need to, be, need to be together. Like, if you're leaving the house well, to go have like sex to come back. Well, with them. With the person that wrote it, but in. they found out though. So if you find out, then what's the thing? Like, no, this is over. But I'm saying, like, if we're working through it, then yeah. But we're working through it. We're not. You've inter- been we're not entertaining on me the it. whole time. So what is there to work through? Snip, snip. <laughs> That's my thing, and you may uh, disagree, which is fine. My thing is there's infidelity. Not only do you have this addiction that you've concealed from me, um, I'm assuming, but you have also stepped out 
from day one of our relationship. Right. So let me read the question one more time. Uh, what would you do if you found that your partner had a sex addiction slash porn addiction and cheated on you the entire time? I would go to the nearest clinic and get That's the, what I'm get saying. the like, checkup. <laughs> go get and a I full would, screening. That is after, immediately following... I, me breaking up with them. That mm-hmm. is what I would do to answer your question. Does right. that answer your question? Yeah. No, no, for sure. I would do the same exact thing. It would be over. If you're cheating on me, like, no, 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 no. And your addiction to, like, thank you for being honest with me. I mean, they might not even have been honest because they could actually just find that out. Like, like the video not- we just saw with yes. the comedian. Yes, yes, And Jim Carrey, this brings up Jim Carrey. I found out that the his ex-girlfriend who committed suicide, um, her ex-husband is filing a lawsuit, a wrongful death lawsuit with Jim Carrey because it was Jim Carrey's me- medication that she used to commit suicide. However, the the tea on the street is that Jim Carrey allegedly gave this woman three STDs. We don't know if they were curable or not. And she wrote a letter, a suicide note, um, if I'm not misspeaking, because I was listening to this this morning when I was in the shower. Um, and she basically says she feels like damaged goods because she has three, I guess, incurable STDs that she got from him. And it ultimately results, she was 29 <gasps> and she already was battling substance abuse and she overdosed on, I guess he had something for his shoulder, his pain medication. So now 29. Yeah. She was young. How old is he? Like 60? Yeah. He's old. Like she, it was a huge age gap. So her ex-husband is money. now suing him for um, wrongful death. That's sick. So mm-hmm. who knows what that might have come from. And then we saw with Ty- Tiger Woods and his wife, Elin, or whatever, um, what a sec- and even with Anthony Weiner, we see it all the time with men who can't keep it in their pants and then these laundry lists of women mm-hmm. coming forth. And now it's like, ew. I mean, for me, I would feel dirty. I would feel dirty if I found out that my man was sticking his dick in every trans woman on this, on this side of the Mississippi, I would feel dirty. Especially if I didn't know. That's the key word. If I found out. Oh, yeah. Like, I would feel like I need to take the scaldingest, hottest shower and then somebody gonna have to get hurt. <laughs> yeah. Because to me, that's the ultimate. So infidelity is such an ultimate sign of disrespect. Um, I could see a slip up. But even then, y'all know me. Y'all been listening to this long enough. But a, a perpetual slip up. Let me tell you something. If you make a mistake, if you make a mistake more than once, it becomes a decision. Mm-hmm. So you were consciously deciding through your through your through the gaze of your addiction that it was okay to step out on me. It was okay to cheat on me, and that does not work for me in a relationship. Goodbye, kind sir. Tell him bye. Yeah, definitely leave. I mean, if, I if someone, and a, if someone came up to you uh, with letting you know, like, hey, I have a sex addiction, and they were just honest with you, I think the finding out part plays a huge role um, That's in this question. Like, and someone, she has a slash, or he or she has a slash porn addiction. To me, porn addiction and sex addiction are two totally different things, because I feel like I could work through a porn addiction. Right. I could work through my man. I mean, because a lot of men already watch a lot of porn. A lot of porn. Um, but and I know feel all like, the stars by name. Right. And I feel like that is, well, I know for a fact with me, a porn addiction would more than likely be easier to work with than a sex addiction. A sex addiction oh, I can't sure. tolerate. On, mm. on any accord. Jeez. On any accord. On any accord. Um, yeah, I mean, if you have a sex addiction, like, I like sex. But just the cheating aspect is the one where I would just draw the line. Like, no, we're not doing this. Especially if you're in a relationship. Like, I think I, I've been through something similar where 
I found out a lot of stuff with the person that I was interested in. And it was a lot of, I wouldn't even say it's an addiction, but it's stuff that they were into. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'm completely, like, I do not yuck your yum. Like, if that's what makes you happy, if that's what turns you on, go ahead. But where do I fit in that mm-hmm. decision and decision making? It's like, if we're, are we still fucking around? Like, should I be on prep? Like, we're already wearing condoms, but it's just like, and also the emotional aspect of it. Like, I don't want to be sitting here laying in the bed thinking like, all right, well, he's over here messing around with so-and-so, Joe Schmo, and so-and-so, and someone from Facebook, and someone on Jack, but then still sleeping with me. Mm-hmm. And I'm emotionally tied into this person. Like, that's the biggest thing that I have an issue with, is the emotional aspect. Because, you know, like, if mm-hmm. you like somebody having sex, like, that's an emotional tie. And I don't want to be sitting here, you know, messing around with you and, like, having sex with you and having emotional sex with you when you want to go and just get a nut with somebody else. Like, no, like... I'm enough for you, and that's just kind of what it is. Mm-hmm. So, and I think a lot of times people want to go to the Northridge, and they have Cal State Fullerton, and they're going to get dropped from their classes because they keep going to Northridge. So that's just kind of my opinion on the whole situation. So, I, I mean, if they're cheating on you, like, actually, my friend found out that her boyfriend was on Craigslist selling his body. Mm. Like, that's, I mean, escorting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... I mean, and that sucked for her because she's like, oh, and then he kind of came to her crying like, well, I have an addiction to that. And she was just like, so? Like, don't have me hack into your Gmail and find out all these different letters and emails from different people. And at the end of like, the day, we're still not. hugged up and, right. and Taking being all the intimate. IG pictures. And being intimate with mm-hmm. one another and you're sitting up here a, a working escort unbeknownst to me. Right. I'm suing you for emotional damage, emotional distress. <laughs> you better file a lawsuit. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I actually, no, fuck, I do know. I do know. Um, no, don't fucking do it. Don't go back and have uh, go see a doctor, get a full screening for all the different STDs. Um, there's a lot of free clinics all over the country. Um, get your full screening and recommend, if you still talk to the person, have them go see therapy. So we're actually going to wrap up this show right now. Um, it's been a pleasure. Mm-hmm. Now, you know next Kiss and Tell I won't be here. I know. Kendall actually already, like, hit me up. Like, you know, Jace, what day? Da, 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 da. I was like, yes, we got this. Okay. So, Kendall will be here. He'll be in the building again for another fun episode of KAT Radio. Um, you went to your homecoming? I'm going to my high school class reunion and then homecoming at my alma mater. You're just a busy gal. Get a girl. Back-to-back weekends. Back-to-back. And uh-huh. I leave next week. I'm so excited. I'm going to go to Chicago <laughs> with you. Come on. (laughs) All right. Take care, guys. All righty. Ciao.